Romans 12.1, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. I just want to start this off by saying that God doesn't care about how you worship. He doesn't care how good you sing or how good you play your instrument. He just wants your heart. And so I just wanted to kind of refocus and remind all of us, we all need that reminder sometimes, right? That we're here to glorify him and to to give him the best that we can give him, which is our hearts, our soul, our everything. He's so worthy. So sing this with me. All is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth, no one could express how much you deserve. I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single breath, and I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required, you search much deeper within, through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you. Come on, let's sing it again. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. 
It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Coming back to Jesus. Church, you ready to have some fun? Do you know there's a party in heaven every time that we worship? Let's bring heaven down. Why wait?
Jesus. God, we come before you today humbled. All we have to offer you is our hearts, God. And Lord, I just pray that as we give of ourselves to you, Lord, that you will just rain down on us, God. Just pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your presence right now, Lord. Bring us peace like a river. Peace like a river, wash over me.
Time to get moving, Lord.
Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come, now, Lord, like never before. Yes, that's our call. Yes. Well, I can't see, but I think you guys all look good. So go and say hi to someone who looks good. Good morning, church. Am I on? All right. I can't tell. I can't hear. So, good morning, church. Morning. That was pretty good. How was everybody this morning? So good. Uh, so, as as kind of tradition for us, as we come out of worship, we want to continue to worship God as in, in our tithes. And um, as I thought about it last night, um, there's a lot of verses on tithing. We hear them a lot. Um, but the one that came to mind for me was Proverbs 3, 9, and it tells us to honor God with our wealth and the first fruits of our labor. And, you know, sometimes we think, you know, tithing, the church is asking for money, God's asking for money. He's just asking for 10% back. But really, what he's really asking is that we honor him first with our wealth and our first fruits. And that's an act of worship that says, God, everything that comes in, that first part I'm setting aside and giving back to you. And giving back to her that work. So as we do our tithes, just, just think of that and consider that. And, and don't think of it as, uh, we think of it as a percentage. We think of it, what's going out. But we're really, we're really honoring God in it. And that scripture goes on to say that um, our barns and our storehouses will be overflowing. Because if we honor him and we're not considering that, that amount that we're giving out, we're just honoring him in it, he will return it tenfold, a hundredfold to us. And sometimes that looks different than money coming back in, but he will overwhelmingly bless us. So you can do tithes and offering. They can be given um, in the church center app um, online, and I think the ushers are going to come by this morning. Um, and you can give on livingstones.tv. And for everybody online, hopefully you're online. We're so happy to see you. You can join us on the uh, interactive website, the church center app. So we're, we're just super excited that everybody's here. And if we have anybody new... I suppose I should introduce ourselves, shouldn't I? <laughs> so I'm Pastor Keith. She probably won't introduce herself. This is my wife, Heather. She's mostly up here to make me look better. Because I said this before, but I married way up. Right? She's turning red. This is great. I've embarrassed her. I'm probably going to be in trouble later, but it's fun. So if we have any guests, and I actually see a couple new faces in here this morning, VIP guests, we're really glad you're here. Back at the table where you walked in, 
we would love for you to sign up and fill a connection card because we'd love to stay in contact with you. And we have a special gift for you. So first time or even second time, go sign up, get connected, fill out a card so we can stay in contact. Um, let's see what's happening this week. This says youth, but I know we're not doing this youth this week, right? But I hear next week youth is doing something really special. So youth, you don't want to miss that party. You get a week off to rest up for that, right? I'm looking at them. But this Thursday is sisterhood. And I hear it's dessert night. I hear that's pretty good. I asked if Pastor Justin and I could sneak in as the bearded ladies, and they told me no. But I hear, ladies, you don't want to miss it. So go to sisterhood, get connected. It's a time to not only get in the word, but get connected and walk in relationship with, with the other ladies of the church. And that is so, so important. And the dessert's like the, the cherry on top, right? Um, after service today, there is a worship team and tech arts and creative team meeting at 1 o'clock at Pastor Justin and Chelsea's house. That is for that current team. That is also for if you're interested in being on the worship team, if you're interested in being in creative arts, if you're interested in being on the tech team, go to that meeting. Lunch will be provided. It'll kind of be where the worship team at now, but what's the vision and where are we going? So you don't want to miss that. Uh, again, 1 o'clock at the Kenton's house. Uh, if you've got to get out of here, get out of here and get to that. Man, what else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, next Sunday, for anyone who is new or recently, what are we saying, three months? But if you haven't been to one, we have this thing next week after church here called Here We Grow. And Here We Grow is for new folks to the church. It's lunch, and it's the time to get to know uh, the leadership and the, and the pastoral team of the church. So lunch is provided, but we do need you to go to the Church Center app and sign up. So if you're new, go to the Church Center app, sign up, lunch here right after church. We get to hang out, we get to have fun, and you get to meet your pastors and... Um, get to ask them tough questions even yeah so all of this is in the church center app we love if you can go get connected fill out a communication card um, fill out something on the church center app because we really um, guys it's our greatest desire to stay connected um, we need community um, we need each other it's it's important to do this together so please do that and uh, I'm actually going to pray over our tithe I'm going to pray over Pastor Justin before he comes up and then I'll uh, I'll give him the microphone God, we're grateful and thankful for you and who you are, God. Um, so reminded this morning when we got up that your word says that your mercy and grace is fresh and new for us each and every morning. And God, in the coolness of these fall mornings, God, let us remember that your mercy and grace is fresh, that you see us, that you know us, that um, pray that each person in here would know that the creator of the universe knows them and sees them, knows the hairs on their head, God, and they are valuable and important. God, we pray over the, the tithe that's being given, God, that as people give and honor you with their wealth, as they give out of their hearts, that you would bless them, God, that you would overwhelm them with blessing, that you would overwhelm and return it to them, God. God, whether that be financially, whether that be in other ways and blessings, that um, God, their hearts would be just so full of your Holy Spirit, God. We, we thank you, we honor you, and God, we, we declare your goodness, God, because you are good today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And now we get Pastor Justin. All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? 
Oh my goodness. It is Sunday again. Can you believe it? It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. Tell your neighbor it's going to be so good. So good. It's going to be so good. You know why it's going to be so good? So good. Because we we have a new church member. Yeah. We have have a family that's committed to church growth (laughs) by having babies. Yes. We'd have the Mosier family come on up here. I'm just going to say that is the funnest way to build the church. That is the funnest way to build the church. (laughs) It's true. So fun. If you're married. If you're married. That is, that is a prerequisite. Oh, my gosh. Look at this oh little Sunday grace. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <sighs> I'm going to help yep. you. We gonna are going to help you. Look at gosh. that. Oh, my goodness. Guys, oh aren't they so goodness. cute? Seriously. Beautiful. She, got, she has her mother's looks, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that. Three Thank weeks? Thank God for that. Three weeks. Oh, three-week little old. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're gorgeous. You know, you know my Hi. voice, don't you? Yeah. Because <laughs> you hear me preach every week in the yes. womb. Yes. It's good to meet an old friend. <laughs> so good. Good to see oh you. Oh, my gosh. Good to see you. So sweet. You know, it's so special that we get to, we get to be family together. Here, you get this out of your way. There you go, Mom. You need to get your, all your good yes. pictures in there. We get to be family together. We've gotten to be a part of these guys' lives in so many ways. I got to see Cody give his life to the Lord as a young guy with an afro. And no oh, tattoos. No tattoos yet. Yeah, he's got all the cool tats now. And, uh, and then I got to see these two come together and do their premarital counseling. So and good. We got to baptize them together. And now we get to dedicate their firstborn little baby. Such a cool experience. So awesome. We're so excited. Are you guys excited? Oh, my goodness. You guys are the best parents. You know that? So good. good. I just want to encourage you guys um, with a couple of things. So first and foremost, I know right now, like, they're cute and they're cuddly, but I know she cries and I know she doesn't sleep. And, you know, she's, like, super selfish right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm just telling it how it is. Um, But through the different stages of her life, I just want to encourage you and remind you that she Mm. is a gift from the Lord. Mm. Right? Everything that is good and perfect comes from the Lord, and he has blessed you with that. And the second thing is, is that God has also intentionally, Mm. intentionally selected you guys to cultivate a heart after Jesus in her. Mm. Chosen you, chosen you and chosen you, both of Mm. you, to cultivate that in her life. Yes. It's not a mistake. It's intentional. He selected you for her That's life, right. right? And the third thing is, is you guys are not alone in this journey. As you dedicate her to the Lord, knowing that she is a gift, right? And that mm-hmm. she comes from the Lord and she belongs to the Lord, right? But pursuing God with all of your heart and pursuing God with all mm-hmm. of your heart will lead her to being able to make those decisions later on in her life for herself to follow the Lord, right? And you guys are not alone in that journey. That's right. We're here. We're here to support you. Everyone here is That's here right, to church. lift up your arms and <laughs> do whatever we need to do. But we will be praying for you guys and mm-hmm. babysitting eventually and <laughs> sending you guys, forcing you to go on a date, you know, those things. Yes. Um, but just know that we are so, so excited um, for just your future together That's as right. a family. And it's super That's exciting. Right. That's right. Church. You have a responsibility mm-hmm. to help raise this little girl and to take care of these parents when they go crazy, <laughs> right? Because we, we know it's going to happen. We know it's part of it. 
And so as a church, as a family, we raise families together. We do this together. We see young men and young women become men and women of God. Yeah. And, and I'm excited as we get to dedicate Sunday grace to the Lord. And this is a commitment that their, the parents are making, but it's also a commitment that each of us are making, mm-hmm. that we're going to watch over and do this together. Amen? Because it takes a community. It takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a child. Amen? So let's, can we all reach our hands out and we're going to pray over Sunday grace? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Father God, we just thank you so much for the Mosiers. God, we thank you that you have set them apart for such a time as this. And Lord God, that you have, you have brought this young lady into the world to make a difference in this, in this new season, in this new generation. So Lord God, we just pray over Sunday grace right now. Lord, we pray that you would use her the way that you intended her to be used. God, we pray for protection, for, for your, your hedges of protection to keep her eyes on you and not to the things of this world. And God, we commit as a church and as a family and as a body to, to watching her grow, to praying for her, praying for this family, and Lord God, giving any sound wisdom that we can when we can, and then just being there to listen when we need to. And so, God, we just thank you so much for this little girl and bless her to become all that you've called and created her to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on. Love you guys so much. So good. So good. Oh, my gosh. Love you guys. Oh, here you go. This, I, I don't need. I, I do slobber a lot. Yeah. I've been, I've been asking for one of those. I need that for my preaching. Oh, you know what? And I got you a gift, too, that I didn't give you. I'm, not, I'm that terrible. Here you go, Mama. This is for you guys. You're welcome. Love you. Love you, love you. That's a book that we wish we would have had when we first started having kids and just teaching how to parent a little bit differently, and uh, it's pretty awesome. All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Are you still pumped? Are you fired up? Are you ready to rock and roll? Oh, my goodness. Tell your neighbor, man, you're good looking. Man, you're good looking. Oh, so, so good looking. Goodness gracious. Awesome. Let's see who we've got online today. We've got some people online. We've got Emily Height watching online. She says she loves Heather. That's good. Everyone loves Heather. Sorry, Pastor Keith. So good. Yep, Pastor Keith loves Heather too. That's good. Carolyn McKinney, we love you. Glad you're on here. Dorothy Faragnan, glad you're on here too. I know my mother-in-law was on there and my thing glitched out, so I can see a few people on here, but I'm glad you're all watching today, and it's awesome. So, so good. I'll try to click on it again, see if I get new names come up. Hey, Ruben. Glad you're watching, Ruben. Who else is watching? Oh, no more new names. Oh, Carrie Bush. I love the Bush family. Glad you guys are watching, too. Awesome. Who wants to get in the Word today? We got some paper Bible people in the house today. Where's some paper Bibles at? We got some cool paper Bibles. We got a blue one back there. Ooh, that one's got sparklies. Sparklies. Anybody beat the sparkly Bible? No? We got, we got some good Bibles in the house. Where are my electronic Bible people at? We got some of those too. Yeah? Who, who's got a cool looking case? Anybody got Jesus case? Where's the Jesus case? No? No, no Jesus cases in the house? All right. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. And we're going we're gonna to hang out in there for most of the day. But we're starting a new series this morning. Are you ready? Oh, my goodness. I'm excited for this new series. It's called Yoked Up. And, uh, uh, you know, it got me thinking. You know, did, did anybody, uh, when you're growing up, did you, like, kind of, did you look forward to, like, playing sports in grade school, in elementary school? Did anybody do that? Yeah. Do you remember, remember, like, kickball and getting picked for kickball? 
You know, who, who got picked first for kickball? I got a few. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised, right? Who, who got picked last for kickball? There we go. You guys are my people, right? I, I got picked last for kickball. You know what else I got picked last for? Playing baseball. You know why I got picked last for baseball? Because it was an automatic strikeout for my team, like, every time, you know? And uh, you know what I got picked first for? Floor hockey. <laughs> yeah! Every time, right? So it was so good. I mean, my, my PE teacher, he took pity on me. Like, one time when we were playing baseball, he's just like, oh, here he comes. He's coming up. They already got two outs. It's pretty much guaranteed the other team's going to win. He said, Justin, I got something special for you. And I was like, okay. I'm getting ready to bat, and he, he rolled it on the ground for me. And I was like, boom, like, oh, we're good. I've got this. Oh, I was so excited. It was such a good day. Pick me last again, I tell you. Anyway, go ahead and tell your neighbor we're, we're going to get yoked up. We're going to get yoked up today. We're going to get yoked up. And if you'd like, you can follow along in the Version Bible app. Um, you can get in there, and, and uh, it's got all the scriptures in there. I'm going to kind of jump back and forth from the New King James Version and the, the New Living Translation a little bit today, and, uh, but it'll be fun. So I'm going to start first. I know you guys are in Galatians, but I'm going to start in 2 Corinthians 6.14, and it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your word that is there to correct us, that is there to guide us, that's there to encourage us so that we can become all that you called and created us to be. And Lord, we receive your word this morning and how you speak to us. And Lord God, that you would touch our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. You know what? This portion of scripture is taken out of context more than many pieces of scripture that I've read. Now, now have, have, has anybody heard this section of scripture before? Don't be unequally yoked. Usually you hear that from your parents when you're trying to date a girl or date a guy that you're not supposed to date. Is that about right? Like, like son, you're being unequally yoked. And you're like, I don't know what that means. I don't even like eggs, but you know, and in the middle of it, you're just trying to figure out what is this all about. But it's, it's usually used in the context of marriage you know, getting, being unequally yoked. But if you actually read this scripture, he's not talking about marriage. You know what he's talking about? He's using marriage as an example, but what he's actually talking about is idolatry. He's talking about these guys getting into idolatry, and when you, when you start working with people who are worshiping idols and you're trying to worship Jesus, and what ends up happening is you get some skewed version of what that is. Are you with me? And so that's really what it means when you're being unequally yoked. And when I was thinking about being yoked up, and, and I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of, of a yoke, but it's, it's like taking these two oxen, and they get put in this, in this contraption together. And what it's supposed to do is you put two equally yoked, meaning two equally strong oxen together so that they can pull the till straight. Does that make sense? Let's see. You know what? Come here, Jared. Get up here, dude. This is a good-looking man right here, right? Oh, you can show off your belt buckle. It's cool. It's cool. I'm just playing with you. I love you, man. Can you help me get yoked up? We're going to get yoked up with this thing right here. So we're going to put this right on the back of our shoulders like that. So it's like taking two oxen. I'm just imagining like a little. I, I went to, uh, I went to the, uh, the hardware store last night and bought some rope, and I only bought enough to go around both of our necks. And then I wondered what the sales guy was thinking. Like when I'm like, I'm like measuring it. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. And I'm like, 
You know what I mean? So I decided to leave the, uh, the noose at home, and we'll just bring the wood by itself, you know? And so, so, so imagine being yoked up, and we're, we're pushing through, and we're trudging through. But, but imagine, you know what? Do you guys remember like a few weeks ago when I, when I was walking around with a brace on my knee? What do you think it'd be like for Jared having to push through when I've got, I'm, he's dragging me along because of my leg, right? We're going to be going in circles. We're, we're definitely not getting the job done that we want to get done. Are you with me? Now, now, imagine yourself now and some of the different people that you spend time with, the people that are, are dragging you away from God. And you're there, you're thinking, I'm going to be the evangelist. I'm going to lead them to Christ. And all the while, you're finding yourself drifting further and further and further away from God. Now, we're talking about idols. That could be anything. I mean, it could be, a, it could be Netflix. All of a sudden, we're unequally yoked because we're spending too much time on Netflix than getting in our word. Come on. Then all of a sudden, when we got to go get yoked up with somebody, when life gets a little bit hard, and I need Jared to help me pull this thing, to get to where God wants us to go. And I've been watching Netflix too much, but thank God for Jared. He's been working hard. You know, there's just something about being equally yoked. Come on, it's time to get yoked up. Tell your neighbor it's time to get yoked up. Tell them, you know what? I would pick you for my, my kickball team, right? Come on, let's put this guy down. I don't want to hurt anybody. When I brought this in, our, our worship team was like, all right, who's getting it? <laughs> yeah. You can sit down, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Who's in Galatians chapter 6? Are you there? Shout hi if you're there. Who was lying? Look at your neighbor. See if they were lying. Are you actually there? Oh, she's there. Oh, you're still flipping. Don't say hi. Don't say hi. You guys, you guys got there fast on your apps, huh? You're just like, boop, 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 done. Galatians 6, here it is. All right. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help them. Mm. Mm. That's, that's like picturesque what the ch- church is today, right? Gently and humbly help that person onto the right path. That's not what I'm seeing on the news. Interesting, interesting. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Verse 2, you mean like arguing and getting in people's faces? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I'm, I'm keep, I keep wondering if I've been, if I've been preaching too hard lately because I, I see less and less people, more people watching online so I can't look them in the eyeballs. Goodness gracious. You know what? God's word is so good. It makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. You know what happens is we walk in here weak because we've been watching Netflix just trying to veg and just trying to get through life and just, just trying to be happy for five minutes. Oh, and then we get to church and we get hammered. By the word of God. I didn't write this last night in the book of Galatians. You can blame Paul for that. Verse 2. Share in each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Verse 3. If you think. Here we go. Come on. If you think. Tell your neighbor. If you think. If you think you're too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Golly, that's in the word of God. Wow. I mean, it's just like, you just like get this thing and you're just ready. You know, it's like, Chelsea's like, don't do that. <laughs> I know I invited all these people to sit on the front row and they're like, what's going to happen? Why did you? Okay. 
You know what? Yokes are a guaranteed part of life. The only thing about yokes is you get to pick which one you pick up. You're going to carry weight. Has anybody had hard times in their life? Just a couple people? That's good. I'm glad we got all the self-righteous ones in this church. Right? Right? Come on. Right? We have hard times, don't we? So we have a yoke of some sort. Right? There's a yoke that wakes you up on Monday morning so you go to work. Right? There's a yoke right there. There's a yoke in your family when, when you're dealing with family drama and all that stuff. There's a yoke there. There's a yoke in your friendships, the, the yokes you choose there, right? We all have yokes. We all have things that we're carrying, that we're, we're taking with us, that we're trying to go towards God and what God's called us to do, and we're carrying this stuff. But you know you get to choose which yokes you pick up. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Here's the first point. You also get to choose who you're yoked up with. Oh, goodness. Here it is. I choose who I am yoked up with. I choose. Oh, is that, is that relationship been really hard? Why are you still in it? Oh, that one friendship that you still just, like, like every time, like, oh, here we go again. Why are we still playing the game? Goodness gracious. It's almost like we have a gluttony for punishment. Right? We've gotten so used to being used and abused that we're just going to stay in this abusive relationship the whole time. Come on. No, you choose who you're yoked up with. Come on. Come here, Charles. Get up here. You know, I, I choose. I choose to be yoked up with my bride. Because when we, when we get to do life together, because there's going to be times where it's too hard, and I can't do it by myself. So Chelsea will move into the middle, and she'll carry the weight for a while. And she'll go, you know what, I got you. I got you. And then there's other times, probably more often than not, no, I'm just kidding, where, where I'm right here in the middle carrying some, no, Chelsea definitely carries the weight more than I do. I, that's why I can be silly about that. But there's something about being equally yoked. There's something about building the church together. There's something about raising our boys together. There's something about going, you know what? No matter what happens in the world, we've got this. Together we can do this. Come on. And you know what's so great? Oh, what's so great about the body of Christ? Todd and Yvonne, can you jump up here? You know what's so great about the body of Christ? It's, it's that we don't have to do it alone. You know what happens when, when Justin and Chelsea get too tired? is that Todd and Yvonne run faster onto the stage. <laughs> and you know what? They jump in there, and then they take some of the weight off of our shoulders for a while. This is the body of Christ. This is the beauty of Christ. You should not be exhausted out of your mind because we can carry this together. Amen? Amen. The church is going to grow on the backs of the people who believe. Are you with me? We're going to see our city changed and transformed because you know what? I don't always have to carry it all. Sometimes God has somebody to watch your back to carry some stuff for you. The church shouldn't be biting each other going, oh my gosh, look at the weight that they have to carry. Wow, is that terrible or what? You know, like, you're like, you don't hang on. That. I'm like, am I going to break them? Let's see what happens. But being equally yoked, you know, I love, I love what's happening in the church right now. I love it and I hate it at the same time. You, want, you guys want me to put it back? I'll put it back. Here you go. They're getting tired. They're getting tired. We're going to do some log lifts later. It'll be good. Come on. 
I love what's happening in the church right now, and I hate what's happening in the church right now. You know, a lot of us are habitual people. Did you sit in the same chair that you sat in last Sunday? You're like, I didn't come last Sunday. Uh, I'm just kidding. But for, for a lot of us, we sit in the same, same section, unless someone else is sitting in our seat, huh, right? And then you get all offended, right? You're like, how dare they sit in my seat? Don't they know that that's my seat? Come on. We, we, get, we get in, in habits. And you know, what, you know what COVID did? It broke the habit of going to church for so many people. So now they're like, you know, I don't know if I need that anymore. And then all of a sudden, we're walking through life so confused and so disunified that we're wondering why. Well, we, we gave up the habit of going to church. We gave up the habit of, of, of picking up a yoke with somebody else, right? All of a sudden, you know what? You know how you can get through your stuff? One of the best ways to get through your stuff is to go spend time with somebody else and help them get through theirs. I can't tell you how encouraging it is for me when I see that somebody else is going through something just like me. Can I tell you what I was so grateful for this week? I was so grateful that we had men's group twice this week. So grateful. I had one of the hardest weeks this week, and, and my self-image was, it was down the drain, right? It was awful. And, but Thursday night, come on, somebody say, but Thursday night. But Thursday night, I was at Fight Club, and I'm hanging out with Adam, and I'm hanging out with AJ, and I'm hanging out with Keith, and I'm hanging out with Pete, and I'm hanging out with Cameron, and I'm hanging out with, with Pastor Abel. I'm hanging out with all these guys. And you know what? In that moment, I'm, I shared my heart. You know, I, one of those things is like, you know, you don't know how much you want to tell people of what you're really going through. Anybody with me? Right? You start picking and choosing. You're like, yeah, I can tell them about this thing. It's still hard, but I don't really want to tell them about this thing. You know what I mean? Are you with me? Like, like yeah, my, my, my truck is currently broken. So I can tell people, you know, hey, my Tahoe's broken. You know, pray for my Tahoe, you know. And, but, but you know what was my, my spirit was broken. And to sit with those men and tell them their pastor's spirit was broken. It was a vulnerable place. But at the same time, you know what those men did? They got on the other sides of that yoke, and they picked it up, and they said, Pastor, you don't have to carry this by yourself. I mean, you know people love you when they lie to you, right? Come on, because Cameron said, he, told, he said it. He, he told me I was the best pastor that exists. I was like, dude, man. And they were all condemning him afterwards, you know, telling him the truth. The truth will set him free in the name of Jesus. But you know what? I get to choose who I'm yoked up with. And at men's group, I get to be around men who will help me to lift that weight. And you know what? I got to help some of those guys lift some of the weight off their shoulders too. And we get to do that together. You know, if you're not at men's group or women's group, you're the one missing out. You're the one missing out because there's, there's, pe there's strong people to help yoke up with, yoke up with you and, and do this stuff together. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Who you are yoked up with can add value to your life and take you in the direction God called you to, or it can take you in the opposite direction of what God intended for you. See, we get to choose who we're yoked up with. We get to choose who we're yoked up with. You know what? I don't like being yoked up with fake people. Maybe that's why people stop coming to church. I don't know. Because 
I'm just being real. Like, I got all the real ones here, so I don't have to worry about it. I can tell, I can tell the truth in here because you receive it. I got other people that are just like, you know what? They'll fluff my ears down at the other one down the street. I'm going to go down there. I'm just being real. Listen, it's been, it's been a rough couple of months, has it not? Like these last few months have been treacherous in so many ways. And you know what? There's been times where I'm like, you know what? I just want a nice fluffy message that people will like and be like, that was so good, Pastor. Made me feel good. You know what? But then when I get in the word of God and I'm like, Lord, give me a word. And he's like, this. You are not that important. I'm like, telling people that, Lord? Like that's, you're only fooling yourself. Don't be fooled by such things for bad company corrupts good character. I'm sitting there going, goodness gracious, Lord, when is the fun stuff going to come out? Like, like, I don't know if you guys know what the Enneagram is, but, but I'm a seven. And you know what a seven is? The person who wants to have fun all the time, right? Like, if, if, you, if you need someone to go to, like, a theme park with and you're just like, I don't have, like, just call. I'll just go. I'll be like, i got to cancel all my counseling meetings. i got, I got to go to Disneyland. Like, this is important, you know? This is what just what type of person I am. And, and then I'm sitting in the Word with God, and, and he's telling me, this is what I want you to talk about. I want, to, want you to talk about who they're yoked up with. Because you know what? A lot of times when we look at that, it says, you know, being unequally yoked with an unbeliever. You see, I get that. But at the same time, sometimes you're yoked up with somebody who kind of believes. Are you with me? What happens is you, you start spending, like you hear from God that you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to jump into this thing. And then you get around some people that are kind of like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's not convenient for me right now. And I don't really feel like it. And, you know, I used to be like that and passionate like you. You'll grow out of that. And, and we get unequally. They say they believe, but the fruit isn't there. Are you with me? The fruit isn't there. So it, it gets really difficult sometimes. Let's get back to Galatians. I think it's important. Let's get back here. Galatians 6, verse 4. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Come on, somebody. Verse 5. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Oh, dear heavenly baby Jesus. We, I'm responsible for my own conduct? You mean I can't blame my wife? My goodness gracious, right? I can't blame the president for my conduct? I can't blame somebody else for what, what I did? Oh, goodness gracious. I almost want to skip over this next verse because it feels self-serving. So I, forgive me in this one, okay? It says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. So I didn't get the invite to In-N-Out. I'm still looking for the text. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But we don't want to take any verses out, do we? We don't want to do that. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get satisfaction for a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. You know what? I was so beat up by the enemy's words. And maybe this is you too. You know, the enemy starts telling you you're worthless. It starts telling you you're not good enough. starts telling you that people don't care about you, right? And you do all that stuff. And then finally, Chelsea and I look around and we look at our house. And, and, and this week, I had on, on my Facebook, the, the memory came up of when I, when I showed the before and after pictures of our backyard from last year. And 
we, we have been enjoying that yard so much. I can't wait. We're going to have our worship team there this afternoon in the backyard just hanging out and, and talking vision about our worship and where that's going and what God's done, celebrating what he's done and talking about where he's going. And so it's just like, it's so amazing how the enemy likes to play with our minds, making us think that we're not valuable. Has that ever happened to you? Goodness gracious, man. I sit there so many times just like, oh. And then we had men's group again, right? We had men's breakfast. It was awesome. It was so good. Anybody like bacon? Oh, I love bacon. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I love bacon. Oh, thankful, thankful that, uh, that, that it was that Peter had that dream that the, the Lord said, you know, it's not unclean. You can eat it. It's fine. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You know, like, come on for bacon. It's so good. It's so good. But we went to men's group that morning, and as we were, as we were talking through the word together, um, there's a gentleman there, um, Ken, and Ken had said he was, he was in tears because someone had invited him. AJ had invited him to, to men's group. And he said, man, I was just so blown away that you would text me and invite me to men's breakfast. And he's sitting there in tears, and he's like, I've been, I haven't been doing everything I needed to do as a dad, and I missed spending time with my daughter, and she came to visit, and I was working the whole time, and she kissed me as she walked out the door to go back home, and, and he was just broken. And you know what? I was sitting there thinking about how broken I was in that moment, and I was just being quiet. And you know what he did? This is how the whole spirit works, because God wants, God wants to make sure that we all get healed, right? I'm sitting there broken myself, and and, he, and this guy, Ken, he looks over and he says, Pastor Justin, that probably happens to you all the time, huh? Somebody texts you in the middle of dinner. Somebody needs, needs you to pray for him right now or do this or do that. And, and I started crying. I said, yeah, it happens a lot. My sons are always looking at me, looking at the phone. And, but you know what? I just love being yoked up with everybody because we get to do that. We get to do that. My sons, they know that we're out helping the people. We're out loving on people, right? It all depends on how you teach your kids what you're doing. It can be, it can be just a burden and a pain in the butt if that's what you make it. Come on. Or, or it's yoking up because I know that when things are hard, AJ's going to call me and take care of me. I know that when things are hard, that Keith's going to call me and take care of me, that we can work through this stuff together. I know that I can go to men's group one more time. You know, it's gonna, still going to be on the, the, was it the second and fourth Thursdays. You know, I, I forget which, which ones it is. It's, it's in the app. Get the app. Read, you know, get in there. Haramios, I love you too. You're awesome. Thanks for being amazing. Oh, my goodness. I love our church. Do you love our church? I love our church. Carrie Bush, love you. So glad to be yoked up with you guys. Come on. Woo. Our God is good. Our God is good. All the time. All the time. Here's point number two for my note takers. Do I got note takers? Is there any note takers here today? Come on. Come on. Nanette, you're awesome. You know that? Yeah. She's like, don't point me out in front of everybody. That's messed up. That's messed up. Yeah, she, she takes good notes, I hear. Yeah. If anybody needs to cheat on the message, just go over to Nanette. She's got great notes. Here's point number two. The best yoke is the blessed yoke. The best yoke is the blessed yoke. You see, a lot of us pick up yokes that we don't need to. Maybe because it makes us feel good. Come on. 
Come on. Sometimes you just say yes to one more thing because it'll make you feel good that you did that for somebody or you did something. But maybe that's not what God asked you to do. Come on. Do I have some yes people in here? I got a few, but I don't know. Yeah, I know some yes people in here that are just like me. You just say yes if you can, right? I say yes and then have to go back and say no because I, I didn't look at my calendar first. You ever do that, right? I'm like, especially if it's fun, right? Right? Somebody, one of my buddies says, hey, we need an extra guy at our hockey game. Can you come and play? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And then I go and tell Chelsea, hey, I get to go play hockey on, on Monday. It's going to be awesome. She's like, what about the staff meeting? I'm like, oh. We do that every week, don't we? Monday nights, same exact time. Don't know why I didn't think of that. I was just, are you with me? I was just excited. But the best yoke is the blessed yoke. It's the, the yoke that God called you to. You see, see, when you carry the yoke that God called you to, it's a blessed yoke. Are you with me? When you start carrying something that wasn't meant for you to carry, you'll know. You'll know. Oh, that thing will shout at you that you know. You ain't supposed to carry this. Why are you carrying this? Why are you doing this? Are you with me? Come on. Now, if God told you and it's just a, it's just a contrary wind, oh, you push through that contrary wind. Because that will happen too. I don't, want, I don't want you to be mistaken. It doesn't mean that his yoke is always going to be simple. Are you with me? Sometimes it's going to be hard work. Sometimes it's going to be hard work. Acts 20, verse 34, says that you... You know that these hands of mine have worked. Somebody say worked. Worked. Oh, I, th- I think our, our nation needs to understand that word. Maybe then our, our <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to get into that, sorry. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> let's not play with that. Work, worked to supply my own needs. Oh, goodness gracious, wait a minute. Is this in the Bible? You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. Verse 35. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. Hard. You know what? This church is crazy. You guys are crazy. Tell your neighbor you're crazy. You're crazy. You know why you're crazy? Because you set up and tear down a church Every single week. Can I tell you what that does? It builds faith. It builds faith. Because when somebody comes around and they're going like, oh, why do you work so hard? Why do you, you know, you could go over to this church right over here where there's this fluffy chair you sit in. They give you a donut when you walk in. They don't even have donuts at your church. Are you with me? Come on. Consumer Church 101. There's so many good consumer churches. But you know what you do? You come in here and you build your faith. You build your faith in the setup and the teardown. Oh, you know what? Uh, Pastor Keith and I were joking together as we got here at 7 a.m. and we're, we're starting to set things up and we're pulling. I was like, do these bins feel heavier this week? And he's like, they do. I'm like, they do, don't they? They put more stuff in here. I don't know what happened. Like, and we're pulling them up the thing. And I'm like, you know why it felt heavier? Because both of us got less than six hours of sleep last night. That's why it feels heavier, Right? But it builds your faith because we're sitting there laughing together as it's heavier. Come on, because we're carrying the load together to see God do him work this morning. Because I believe that this word is going to touch your life so you drop some of the yokes that you're not supposed to carry and see the fullness of what God has. Because the best yoke is a blessed yoke. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Woo! You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more 
blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than receive. You know, that blessed yoke, that blessed yoke, it's the yoke that you, you use for his glory. Are you with me? For his glory. I, I, like, I like thinking about what it says in John chapter 6 about the two fish and the five loaves. Anybody like that story? Right? And, and they, they took this little bit of food and gave it to Jesus. Some of us don't have very much to offer. Are you with me? Like you're down to, you're just lucky you got to church today. Are you with me? Right? Transmission, trouble, whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever it is, you got to church today and that is the win. Are you with me? But you take what God gave you and you give it back to him. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to church to get an experience. Woo. Maybe I'm going to church to be a part of an experience. Because all of a sudden, if you're sitting in your chair wondering, hey, is the pastor going to say my name? Is he, is he going to call out my ailment so I can get healed? Or maybe you sit there and you pray and you say, Lord, who needs an encouraging word today? Give it to me and I'll give it to them. Oh, you know what, I'll be the one to go and tell. You know, hey, do you have an issue with, with, with your hand? Do you have an issue with this thing? Let me pray over that. We're going to see that healed right now in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Maybe you came to be a part of the experience instead of just to have an experience. Amen? Amen? I, I love that because when, when they gave it to Jesus, what did he do with it? He broke it. How many people, when you give them something and they break it, you give them something else? You know who I don't give stuff to? My boys. Because they break stuff. They break stuff. Right? I go and work on something, and I walk in, I'm like, oh, they broke that. And I take it away, and I put it away, because I'm like, i got to fix this again. And Are you with me? But you know what Jesus does? He breaks what you thought was good, and he blesses it and makes it great. You see, the, you, that yoke you think is good, give it to him. Watch him break what you thought was good. And then he gives it back to you blessed. Are you with me? All of a sudden they're, they're filling basketfuls of, of leftovers. Are you with me? When, you, when you're working with Jesus, he breaks what we think is good. He blesses it and makes it great. And then now we're sitting with leftovers. Like what are we going to do with all of this? Are you with me? This is what God is doing right now. The best yoke is the blessed yoke. Let's go back to Galatians. Mm. Back to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Ooh. Oh, let's just sit in that one for a minute. You'll always harvest what you plant? That raises the question, what have we been planting lately? Goodness gracious. Have we, you want to know what you are planting lately? Let's look at the fruit that you've got. Let's look at what kind of harvest we can pull off of this tree. All of a sudden, we know exactly what we've been planting lately. Are you with me? Are you, I've been planting some like 3,000 calorie days. Are you with me? Like, that's just for dinner, right? I've been planting, and it, and it shows. It shows. Are you with me? It show, some of you know what I'm talking about. Don't look at your neighbor. You will always harvest what you plant. How are those relationships again? Who are you yoked up with? You know what? Maybe you see a Christian brother, a Christian sister in the church that's struggling. And you're going like, man, my life's hard enough. I don't know if I could handle that. 
But you know what I think about? I think about that verse that says if, if one can handle a thousand, two can handle ten thousand. So when we try to do stuff alone, it's almost embarrassing because we can't do more by ourselves. But when you link up with somebody else, it has a multiplication factor of 10. All of a sudden, when you're tired by yourself, and you're like, I don't know if I can help them. I don't know if I could pray for them. I don't know if I have any encouraging words to give them. You know where you get them from? You take that little bit that you have, you give it to the Lord. He breaks it. He blesses it, gives it back to you, and you say, I've got more than enough. I've got more than enough because my God is good, because my God is moving, because my God is alive. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Oh, my goodness. There's just so much that he has for us. What you harvest, you will plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Come on, somebody. Verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing good. Oh, somebody needs to hear that today. Let's not get tired of doing good. I, you know what? Maybe you need to link up with somebody like Todd and Yvonne, like Chelsea and I need to do. Or maybe you need to link up with some, another couple, another person. Look around. There's people right here that are just like you, going through life just like you. But I got to tell you, you're, not, you're better together than you are apart. It's time to get yoked up. Are you ready to get yoked up? How many people said yes? How many people didn't say anything? I'm just teasing you. Are you not ready to get yoked up? You're ready to get yoked up. You're ready to get yoked up. Therefore, come on. Therefore, I like when the Bible says therefore. There must be something therefore. Mm. At just the right time when we reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't get tired of doing good. At just the right time we'll reap a harvest of a blessing if we don't give up. Verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Here's the third and final point this morning. With God's yoke, comes God's favor. With God's yoke comes God's favor. Oh, can I tell you that sometimes God's yoke looks really scary. It's really intimidating. You know, you know who took up God's yoke this morning? Crawford did. That's Crawford back there on the sound booth. He's never ran that thing before, has no idea what those buttons do, and yet is running the sound booth because he took up the yoke he didn't let it fall. And God blessed it. Oh, God bless it. Our worship team took up the yoke this morning. Come on. And God blessed it. You know what? When you came to church this morning or you're watching online, God's got something for you to take up and walk with today. Because there's something bigger for you. There's something bigger for you. Do you know that? There's something bigger for you. With God's yoke comes God's favor. You know, is uh, anybody... How many people got some cracked screens in here? Do we have some cracked screens? Let's see your cracked screens. I know they're beautiful. The mosaic of beautiful cracked screens. There it is. Um, mine's cracked on the back. I still don't know how that happened. I think because I got excited. And, and my, my, I, I sit on the edge of my seat with my elbows right there. So I'm pretty sure I just knocked it right there. But you know what? You know what's really cool? Is this thing called insurance. 
Does anybody have phone insurance? Right? When, when you get phone insurance and you get a cracked screen, you get to just go turn it in and they make it new again. Isn't that awesome? Or unless you're lazy like me and you don't actually take it in. You pay for the insurance and don't take it in. But you know what's so great with God's yoke is God's favor? It's just like that dropped phone. You see, when you don't have the insurance and something drops, mm, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, here I am broken again. Here I am busted again. Here I am, oh. But you know what? When you are carrying the yoke of God, the, the yoke that God called you to, then he insures it. Because all of a sudden when you, when you fall and break, he goes, I, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'll carry this for you for a minute. You know what? I'll put people around you to lift the weight off for a little bit. Are you with me? And, and all of a sudden that yoke becomes a, something a little bit different. You know, when you're going on your own energy, when you're going and lifting a yoke that you're not supposed to lift, and it falls. Oh, it's so painful. You have to live in that choice. You have to live in that decision, and it's painful day in and day out. But when you're living under that yoke that God has for you, and you fall, his word says that I won't let my people stay falling. I'll pick them back up. I'll make sure they, they, they will not be overcome by these burdens. I will always give them a way out. Every way that they're tempted, I'll give them a way out. That's what God's word says. So all of a sudden, when you're carrying that yoke and you fall, listen, fall in the right place with the right people. When you're yoked up with the right people, when you're yoked up with the right calling, God will carry you through. Are you with me? With God's yoke comes God's favor. Psalms 55 verse 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord. And he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. You know, I preached a message a while back that things aren't falling apart, they're falling into place. You see, when you're carrying the yoke of God and you fall, there's purpose in it. There's purpose in it. There's something to learn. There's something to experience. There's something that's going to carry you to the next place. When you're, when you're carrying that yoke of God, he brings purpose to all things for those that love him. And you won't stay fallen for long. You see, I, mean, I joke around a lot when people say, how you doing? I say, I'm either up or I'm getting up. Right? I'm never down. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Are you with me? Now, it doesn't mean I don't get depressed. I tell you guys all the time. I tell you the truth, right? I get depressed and things are hard and things are difficult and, and I get bad self-image stuff just like you. I'm just a regular person just like you. I'm not superhuman. Nobody in here is superhuman, are you? Anybody, any, anybody got superpowers? Got a couple of supermen? You guys are staying after to tear down the church by yourself while we all go to in and out Perfect. Just want to make sure. Kristen, glad you're watching, girl. Come on. Geraldine, love you. Matthew eleven twenty eight it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light, is light, is light. 
John and Todd, can I have you come up one more time? I know people are getting their exercise today. Yeah, that Todd. There you go. There you go. Some of us came in here carrying some heavy stuff. We came in here carrying some heavy stuff. Our own burdens, difficulties, challenges, addictions. We came in here carrying a heavy burden. And what God is for us in this moment is He wants to take the burden off of your shoulders so you can just sit and worship him with everything you have you take that weight off and you leave it at the altar saying you know what I don't know how we're going to pay the bills I don't know how that house is going to get paid for I don't know how to get my child to come back to Jesus I don't know how to pray for my father who's sick and and doesn't want to hear about Jesus I can't carry this Jesus wherever you're at this morning Letting that burden go, that yoke that's been weighing you down. You see, because what happens to a lot of us, let me take this back from you guys for a minute. I'm going to go over your head, all right? This thing gets so heavy, carrying the burden for your family, carrying the burden of our church, carrying the burden of our city, carrying the burden of your friends. The weight just gets heavier and heavier. And you're just like, oh, and you're going down farther and farther until this thing is just on top of you. But you know what? When you're at church and you've got men and women around you, they come and pick that up, weight up off of you. And you don't have to carry that anymore. And all of a sudden, you're able to be free from what God has for you. And you can get back up on your feet again and just believe God and his word that things are going to happen the way he said they're going to happen. You can believe him that he's going to come through when things got too heavy, when things got too difficult. And all of a sudden you see that there are stronger things than than what's holding you down. It's your Lord in heaven who loves you so much, so much that he put a church right in the middle of French Valley, put some crazy pastors up in this place. Some crazy people are going to believe God to do some amazing things. And you don't have to carry this stuff by yourself anymore. You guys are good at that. So good at that. So good at that. That's right. Good. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I'm going to ask, can we, can we turn the lights down? I think we're just going to enter into an intimate moment with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes it stinks for everybody else to see how heavy your burdens get. But you know what? If I just sit in the shadows and hide by myself, i got to carry this by myself the whole time. I've watched a lot of pastors fall because they carried it by themselves for so long, trying to pretend they got together so that people will just see it. And you know what? I've seen moms fall. Because they try to hold it all together. I've seen dads fall because they're trying to hold it all together. And you know what? I see people sitting in the seats right here this morning that this message was for you. This message will be preached to thousands of people over that camera. But you're here today 
Because God wants to take that burden off of your shoulders so you don't have to carry it anymore. So you can take that burden right out of your chair and bring it right up here and leave it right here at the altar. I would almost suggest that anybody and everybody that's here, get up here and leave that thing right there. Yeah, you're welcome. Come on up. Come on up here. And as we worship in this next few moments, letting go of those burdens, letting go of that stuff, knowing you can't carry it anymore, and knowing that there's brothers and sisters kneeling beside you that are ready to help carry the weight with you. We don't have to do this by ourselves anymore. You can, be, you can have your own John and Todd to come and help carry the weight with you, to help pray over you, help believe with you for what God said in the middle of those difficult times. I just believe God's moving in such a way this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Father, I pray right now for my brother Todd. God, that you would lift burdens off of his shoulders. That you lift that, that need to be able to make sure everything works, to, that it's all going to work out, to have to have a plan. God, I just pray, Lord, that you hold on to those plans for him. And that he can trust in the one who holds on to the plans. He can sit in the passenger seat and know that you know where you're going. And so, God, we just ask, God, that you come into this moment. Direct him the way that you've asked him to be directed. Give him the confidence and the faith to carry the burden that you've given him. And, Father God, I pray right now for John, my brother, my brother who helps carry the weight. Lord Jesus, that you'd bless him in such a way that we would see you move in and through his life. God, that he'd be able to experience you in only ways that you can touch him. Touch his heart this morning. That we would see you move in amazing and mighty ways. Oh, you're so good. You're so, so good. Thank you, Jesus, for lifting the burdens off of my brother's shoulders this morning. That they don't have to carry this anymore. That we can sit and praise together knowing that you are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just pray over all that are coming up to the altar this morning. God, that you'd release those burdens. God, we thank you, Lord, that you see the needs that we have. God, we thank you that you see the, the anguish and the fear and the things that we're carrying and that we don't have to carry them anymore. We can leave them right here at the altar. God, we don't have to worry about where we're going to get our food from. We don't have to worry about where we're going to get our clothes from. We don't have to worry about where, gonna, where, where the paycheck's going to come from. That you are the provider, Lord God. And that you will make a way through the wilderness. Oh, there's no question that we're in a wilderness season. That the only question is, is God, where, how are you going to do it? And so, God, we trust you to come through for your children. Come through for your daughter. Come through for your sons, Lord God. That we would give you praise once again. That we still serve a God who is alive in heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we don't have to know what the next phase of our life is. That we can walk through it with faith. Walk through that door knowing you're not going to let us down. You haven't let us down yet. You're not going to do it today. Oh, there's victory. There's victory in the name of Jesus. There's victory in this place. Oh, I just see a next generation coming up. A generation that believes at your word, Lord God. That, that, that walks out in faith in places that people that have gone before would never do, that they're afraid to do, that, that, that didn't have the guts to do. God, I pray that you do it through these young men here. God, that we would see these young men stepping into a place of faith.
where they do crazy, crazy things. Walking on water, seeing miracles. God, believing you for what you want to do, Lord God. And we just believe for that movement of God right now in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for these ladies over here, God, who have a calling on their life. And we just lift the burdens off of my sister this morning. I lift the burdens off of her shoulders. You don't have to carry it anymore. You know what? You're never going to be a perfect mom, and you don't have to be. And so, God, we just thank you. We thank you that you've made her a mother and that you said that she is blessed. And so, Lord God, we thank you that you've called her for such a time as this and that her kids have a purpose and a, and a plan for their life. And, Lord God, that this woman's testimony will touch so many lives. It's what she's gone through, not who she is because of all those things. It's because she got through it because of you, Lord God, that she can boast in your goodness, boast in your, in your prayer, God. And, Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for my sisters. I thank you for my sisters, Lord God. Touch them, Lord Jesus. Bless them right now. God, I just pray a healing anointing over these ladies right now. Lord, that when they lay hands on people and pray your word, pray that, that by your stripes they are healed. I pray, God, that the healing would happen right there in front of them. They'd get so used to it happening they, everywhere they walk. It would just happen over and over and over again. Lord God, we just thank you for that healing touch and that healing anointing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. like the Lord is saying the wave is coming the wave is coming be ready to embrace the wave it's a dry season we're watching the sand dry beneath our toes wondering if we'll ever feel that refreshing again and I feel like the Lord is saying the wave is coming it's coming embrace yourself be ready for it it's coming. Your season of refreshing is coming. 
just pray for a season of refreshing. God, we claim our city for you. Lord Jesus, I pray that every single house in this community knows that there's a church here that loves them, where they can encounter a move of the Holy Spirit to see that you are real and that you do miracles today just like you did 2,000 years ago. And Father God, I pray for your church to grow like it did 2,000 years ago, that daily thousands were being added to it. Father, I speak your word back to you. Your promises are yes and amen. And so, God, what you have promised your church, God, I pray for life to come back into your church. I pray that the rocks won't need to cry out because your people do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we call forth the greatest talent. Bring your talent to your house again. I pray that the greatest arts will come out of the church. The greatest pastors, the greatest orators, the greatest public speakers will come out of the church. God, I pray, Lord, that the best business owners will come out of the church. God, that we'll take your word to heart and we'll learn from it and we'll grow from it and we'll see the fullness of what you want to do. Lord, commission your people today. Commission us to go out and build your church. For those that are watching online, watching in different cities, it's time to build the church in your house. It's time to build the church in your house. Invite people over to your house to do church with you. If you're doing church in your house, invite your neighbors over to do it with you. Say, hey, come on, come over. We're going to have pancakes. We're going to watch church together. Let's do this. Let us know what God's doing in in your house church. Come on. Because Living Stones Church is everywhere. It's not right here. It's everywhere. So, Father God, build your church. Build your church. Build it like only you can. Pour out a blessing that we can't contain. Break us, Lord. Fully break us, God. Break us, bless us, and let us multiply in the name of Jesus. I want the fullness, God. I don't want a, I don't want a mocked up version of it. I want the real deal. I want to see you move, God. I want people walking out of wheelchairs in this place. In the name of Jesus. I want addictions to fall off of people in just a minute, just a word, just a just a touch of your garment. Let restoration happen in people's lives. Father, God, your church is alive. It's alive and well. Let it grow. Let it grow in the name of Jesus. For those of you that are watching online or here in person, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you a chance to do that. There's nothing better than having a real relationship with God, to hear his voice for yourself. And you know what? Mm. I feel like, I don't know if this is somebody online or somebody here in person, but I feel like you're almost embarrassed to give your life to the Lord now. Like, now? Ah, oh, I just look so silly. Everyone's going to think I'm ridiculous. Nope. Nope. God's the redeemer of time. God's the redeemer of time. When you surrender, when you finally put your life down, you say, you know what? I don't got it all together. I need you, God. Then you're just like everybody else in this world. Everybody standing on this stage right now needs Jesus. We all needed him. We all still need him every single day. Ten years later, 50 years later, we still need him. We still need him. 
So if it's you today where you're like, I'm ready. I, you know what? I want the real deal. I want to give my life to Jesus. And I want to see the fullness that he has for my life. If that's you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand real high for me. I'm going to pray with you. This isn't about embarrassing you. It's not about making you feel bad. If that's somebody here in person, I just want to pray for you right now. Saying, you know what? I do. I want to give my life to Jesus. And I want it to be real. I've, I've done it. I've pretended before, but I want it to be real. Is that somebody here today? How do you know it's you? As your heart starts pounding, you're like, ah, do I really want to do this? I don't know if I really want to do this. If I do this, am I admitting that I'm not strong enough to do it on my own? Yes. Yes, because you're not. And neither am I. I need Jesus, and so do you. Is that anybody here this morning? Shh. There's a new day coming. A new day where you don't have to carry your worries anymore. A new day where he carries the burden for you. A new day where he carries you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And for those that are watching online also, if that's you and you're like, dude, that's me. This whole message was preached just for me. If this message is for you and you're giving your life to Jesus today, I want you to pray something like this. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me for my sin. Thank you for making me brand new today. God, I dedicate my life to you from this day forward. And I ask that you come and change me from the inside out. Help me to be a new man. Help me to be a new woman. And to experience the fullness of what you have for me. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. And my friend. And my Redeemer. I look forward to walking every day of my life with you from here on out name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Dave Keys. he says he does redeem the time even when you're older. That's right. That's right. Hashtag refreshing. Amen. Amen. Emiliano Sr., I'm glad you're watching today. We love you. Worshippers, come hang out at my house. What's that? All the nerds too. Yeah, all the people who know how to do the tech stuff. Come hang out at my house. I love nerds. Nerds are fun. Nerds are fun. But come hang out with me. Come see me. Come see one of our leaders. They can give you my address too. And uh, we'd love to have you over. We're going to be at my house in uh, approximately an hour and a half. One o'clock. We'll see you at one o'clock. It's going to be fun. We love you. Have an amazing week. Ladies, get to ladies night. Have a good time. It's going to be amazing. Love you. Have a great week.